0: Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. We all have beliefs about money, and most of us have beliefs that we believe will help us acquire more money, that will help us become wealthier, Uh, beliefs that will not just uh, help in money, but also uh, just living a more prosperous life, the health, the harmony, the relationships, all of those things. So, today we're going to explore how many really conventional beliefs can keep you broke. So good morning from Miami. I'm Randy Gage. I'm located southeast of Disorder, a little bit north of Margaritaville on my little island between Miami and Miami Beach. Good afternoon. Good evening to you other guys anywhere else in the world. Looks like a nice uh, crowd. I see we got Jorge, Jose, and Paula, as always, holding down the fort. I see uh, Lisa Ryan, Peter Peter Horrell in uh, uh, Canada. We got Jedi Knight Bob Berg in the house. Uh, Do me a favor and just check in and say hi. John Fogg is there, I see. Uh, Say hi in the comments, let me know where you're watching. Rena Romano, good to see you. Mary Ellen Lapp, we got a good crowd. Philippines, Cleveland. Uh, Cali, Colombia, Montreal, Canada, Uh, lots of places anyway. so, And I'm going to be winging this today since I printed out my outline and then I went behind me to pick it up right when we're starting and I realized the (laughs) black printer cartridge is completely empty (laughs) and none of it printed out. So I'm I'm relying on my psychic abilities today. Um, So do me a favor. If you know somebody who needs to be shared this lesson of prosperity, send them a link, please. Tell them about it. I was starting to get some watch parties going on where people are texting their friends and watching together and discussing afterward. Uh, Just know that two hours after this, every Saturday, if you have friends who speak Spanish, uh, uh, Jorge and uh, Jose do a Spanish version, which Paula moderates. Um, always going through the, the lesson from the week before, they redo it in Spanish. Um, so tell people about that. Uh, I haven't seen if Michael and Martina from Czech Republic are in, but they always uh, add the Czech subtitles to the YouTube channel. YouTube, the replay comes up on Monday. So if you're watching on YouTube, please say hi in the comments. And we also post it on my Power Prosperity podcast, the audio replay. So the replays are up every Monday. The live presentation we do here uh, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Margaritaville time. Uh, Is Jorge or somebody, would you put the link in there for the the, the homepage for Prosperity Livestream. So if you want to share with your friends, anyone else, that's the link. So let's talk about these beliefs that you're going to see. Some of them you're going to say, you know, I kind of knew that was a little cheesy, sketchy to begin with. Right. There's some other ones you're going to say, wait, that isn't true. I've had that belief for 20 years and that was the advice my parents gave me or that's the advice my coaches gave me and I thought that that was a belief that would make me prosperous and you may be shocked to find out that it won't make you prosperous it's actually a belief about money that keeps you broke If you're a first-time viewer, a listener, we do this every week. It's a for-profit prosperity ministry I do where I share lessons on the principles of prosperity, free enterprise, and generosity. And I do it on a love-offering basis, which simply means you pay whatever you want to pay. And if you can't afford to pay even a dollar, and we have people who do that. I, I just got another one in. I have... Some people are actually watching the lesson from the week before when we're starting this one. And I had a one dollar contribution this morning. I had a five dollar one this morning. I love to see that Uh, you give whatever you're able and whatever, you know, value it provides to you. And the idea is I hope the people who can afford it will support the work and then allows me to offer it free to anybody and everybody who needs it, whether they can afford to pay for it or not. So let's look at this first belief, and and this is one that will really keep you broke for deep psychological reasons, and this belief is that money has a win-or-lose dynamic. Money has a win-or-lose dynamic. And here's how this comes into play. And you're going to see why I say it's a psychological one. It comes into play because most people believe there's a finite amount of money in the world. And they believe when they manifest more money, that it has to come at the expense of someone else. This is a deeply troubling belief. This is a very dangerous belief because what this belief does is it creates worthiness issues and it creates guilt issues. It creates, what do they call it when the survivor, they call it survivor or something when like, let's say an airplane crash, survivor's guilt uh, an airplane crashes, right? And there's one person who survives. Uh, it's very common that that person has subscriber guilt. Uh, uh, or, I'm sorry, survivor guilt. Um, because they say, oh my God, there were 186 people on that plane and 185 of them died. How did I get so lucky? I'm, I'm, I am I'm, feel guilty. I'm, you know, sp- 49 years old and, you know, I've had a good life and there were eight-year-old children on that plane and six-year-olds and moms with three kids at home and dads that, you know, had family back where they came from and they actually feel guilty. Well, there is some of that dynamic around this belief because when good things happen, now you finally get that promotion you finally get that raise, your business takes off, Um, you become successful. Now you're making $15,000 a month or 15,000 euros a month. And you've never made that kind of money anytime in your life. And you think, okay, so that, that money that I'm earning is coming from those poor starving kids in Africa. And you don't, most of the time you don't do this on a uh, conscious level. you do it on a subconscious level. You don't even know you're experiencing it, but you're experiencing guilt. And then you con- then this comes into worthiness. And you know, if you've been watching the earlier shows, we've already talked about worthiness issues uh, 1627 times, and we're going to talk about them another, uh, 600 million times by the time this, you know, uh, series ends up, uh, because it's one of the biggest impediments for people manifesting prosperity. They don't believe they're worthy of it. They believe prosperity is for other people. That good things happen to other people. That good marriages, good health, wealth, spiritual harmony, mental harmony they believe those things are for other people and that they don't deserve them, right? There's a lot of the religious programming that um, you're going to, you know, get your, you get your rewards in the afterlife. And um, that's, you know, you're here to pay penance this time around, or you're, uh, you know, the good stuff comes later. Um, That can all spin off of this belief, because Nobody wants almost unless you're a sociopath, you do not want your good to come at the expense of somebody else. And here's the thing at some point, you recognize okay, I cannot give away every single penny that I earn. At some point, you recognize I cannot solve every crisis in the universe. I cannot adopt all. Bob Berg has already figured out, I'm sure. He cannot adopt every stray kitten, every stray puppy that finds its way to central Florida. He cannot fund every animal relief effort everywhere on Earth right? You learn, okay, I can't feed all of the starving children in Africa. I can't save all the rainforests. I can't help all of the abandoned uh, pets. I can't help all of the abused children. I can't uh, help all of the abused women. I can't help, you know, so you realize, okay, no, I guess really the best thing I can do for the poor, the starving, the downtrodden, The exploited is to not be one of them. Did you get that? You know, give me a thumbs up on the screen if you really got this. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, So you recognize, okay, I can't save everybody. And and, and it, it doesn't mean because I'm manifesting good that more people have to suffer. You start to recognize, wow, if I can create a prosperous life, I have the ability to help those less fortunate than myself. I remember the days, you guys in Miami will know this, the, um, the Sears department store in Aventura Mall. When it first opened, they were a payment station for Florida Power and Light. And I remember the day. So my light bill would be due on the 10th. So on the 9th, I would call and say, can I get an extension? I have some problem with my work. And they say, OK, yeah, we can give you till the 20th, let's say. So then I get to the 20th. I call and they say, OK, we could give you 48 hours more, but then we're really going to need the bill paid. And then 48 hours later, I would somehow beg, borrow or steal the money. And I would go to the Sears at Aventura Mall and get in the line of other schmucks like me who waited to the last possible second to pay their light bill. And it would be sometimes you would wait in line for two hours, you know, because there are so many people like me who were down to the wire and so then you would get up there and you would pay them and they would give you a, a stamp on your invoice and it had a number on it. And then you'd call the telephone number and um, say, okay, hi, hey, this is Randy Gage. I paid my light bill. Please don't cut off the power tonight. Here's the confirmation number. And then they would radio the truck that was scheduled to come and disconnect my lights. Uh, and of course, sometimes, I didn't get it done in time. And then I'm like going knocking on the neighbor's door. Can I store this stuff in your refrigerator for a day? I was, I learned how to break into the meter room and how to turn my lights back on at night uh, and almost went to jail for that. So how many people do you think I was helping at that point in my life? How much money do you think I was contributing to charity, right? I couldn't help anybody because I couldn't help even myself. So this is why I say there's a really deep psychological foundation around this belief that you've got to be really aware of. And you've got to recognize, no, this is not a win-lose dynamic. I can, because understand money is infinite. We've talked about this on an earlier lesson, right? Money is just a a, a method of exchange. We assign a value to it. That value is totally arbitrarily set in the mind of man. It has no basis in actual physical supply or anything like that. We The U.S. government says the $20 bill is worth $20, and as long as we all go along with the game, it's worth $20. But the first time somebody questions the game and say, you know, I don't really trust that the $20 bill is worth $20, I'm going to put that money in Bitcoin, the game starts to break down. And then you realize, wow, uh, no, money is not a finite thing. Money is simply... Um, what we believe it is, and what we're, you know, the value of money is what you're willing to trade to get it. So, money is infinite. All prosperity things are infinite love, hugs, compassion, empathy, creativity, genius, money, material things, all these things are infinite. Uh, The more hugs you give away, the more you give back. The more love you give away, the more love you receive back. So now when you really understand that, you really own that, and you say, okay, it's not a win-lose dynamic. It can be a win-win dynamic because I love the fact that once I get the money thing out of the way, Once my survival needs are met, I'm able to support charity. I'm able to support the arts. I'm able to take extra time and coach a peewee football team or a soccer youth soccer league or a little league team. I'm able to mentor someone else. I'm able to circulate and share prosperity because I'm not waiting in line for two hours at the pay station to make sure my lights don't get cut off. That just gave me two hours back in my life. Two hours which I can use to earn more money or to provide more value. And that is infinite prosperity. All right, belief number two. Watch your pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. I'm sorry. That's BS. I'm calling BS on that. And this is one of these conventional beliefs that have been around for decades you, I, and maybe in UK, you heard it, you know, watch the pence and the pounds will take care of themselves, or it may be pesos where you are, but the concept, uh, I've heard this concept expressed all over the world, and it's full of, you know what, all over the world, because uh, here's my take on this, (laughs) and again, this is very contrarian or unconventional for a lot of people, because the basic concept, the the superficial reality of this maxim or cliché, whatever we call it, is true. If we're mindful of the little things, bigger things do have a tendency to fall into place. So there's no absolutes about this. But what I would what here's what I would posit for your prosperity thinking, your prosperity understanding, is that if you live by this mantra of watch your pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves, you will, it almost never works almost never works. Now, why do I say almost? Because we all know the stories. We've all heard them of some housekeeper uh, who worked on Long Island, who saved 85% of everything she earned her whole life. Um, She socked it away under her mattress And then when she died, they found out she had $5 million under her mattress that she left to her cat. Okay, she watched the pennies and $5 million manifested. But I would say, did she really live a prosperous life? The fact she never took a vacation once in 40 years the fact that she never had a facial or a massage, the fact that she never paid the regular price and went to see a play or a movie or an opera in the theater. Um, You know, my mother waits, she used to remember when it was DVD, she would wait until the movie became 99 cents at the gas station. And there was no movie, didn't I? This could be Star Wars. This could be, you know, uh, you know, whatever blockbuster movie. You'd say, mom, oh, man, mom, did you see the new Star Wars? And she's like, no, I'm waiting for it to come to the, the super, I forget the name of the gas station, super something, the super marathon or something for 99 cents, uh, you know, at the red box, DVD box. Um. Uh, That's a choice, right? It's not my job to judge other people's choices. But I'm saying when you look at the big picture philosophy in life, you've got prosperity consciousness or you've got poverty consciousness. Uh, Sean, maybe you'll watch the replay. I didn't see you in the room, but maybe you join later if you watch the replay. You know, Sean and I are always talking about she was raised like I was coupons and discounts and bargains and don't pay full price for anything and find a deal you know you know negotiate everything and right you've all seen those people on tv they go to the supermarket and they buy three hundred dollars worth of groceries for five dollars because they have spent months accumulating coupons and they got double value coupons and triple value coupons and the store is offering a special on that. Okay, that's true. They got $300 worth of groceries for $5. They saved $295 for their retirement fund. Okay, great. If if they get joy from that, I'm all for it. But if we're going to talk real world practical application, they might have spent 30 or 40 hours time of their life to earn $295. And how much an hour is that? They would have been much better just to work that time at Taco Bell and get eight bucks an hour and they would have had more money. in the long run, you know? So again, now if it's a, I get for some people, it's a, it's a game, it's a competition and they get joy out of it. Right. There are some people that get more joy saving 50 cents than they feel earning $50. But I'm saying, do you want to really question that premise? Do you want to really look at, is that philosophy of life really serving you? So when I say I don't buy in to watch the pennies and the dollars take care of themselves, it's not because again, not because I say it can't work, it can work in some of the examples I, I mentioned, but I would submit that those are the outliers, not the rule, they're the exception. And I would say, you know, do the, spend some time on the big decisions, so a big decision would be a mortgage acceleration program. Where instead of making one mortgage payment every month, you set up an auto ship and almost every major lender offers this now. You just but you have to ask for it. They won't offer it to you because they make less money when you do this. So you have to ask them for it. But instead of making one payment a month, you say, "Okay, set me up on an auto ship." auto draft program, where every two weeks, I pay half my mortgage. And what that does is it works out to be about an extra payment uh, a year. It also works out to get more money applied to the principal, you know, uh, the, the payment you're making is going more against principal than against interest, which is how they have it set up. Most of what you're paying is just going against interest. That's why it's a 30-year mortgage. So you take a 30-year mortgage and you put it on acceleration program and it might go to 23 years or 22 years. And instead of buying a house for $200,000 and end up paying uh, six or 700,000 over the course of 30 years, um, you might only pay five hundred thousand. So that's a that's a decision that's a that's an action. It's worth spending half an hour setting that up. But if we spend half an hour to save two dollars and twelve cents in coupons, it's a whole different dynamic. So that's why I say let's, Let's be smart about this. Let's put our focus on the big financial decisions. And I talk about these kind of things in my blog a lot. So if you don't read the blog at randygage.com, just go there, search through the, the you know, you can scroll and see a list of all the posts and there's a lot of good money posts on there. All right, third one is another really uh, Big, big, big misconception. You can save your way to wealth. That's what most people believe. They believe, hey, if I set aside enough money, if I save enough money, by the time I retire, I will be wealthy and I will be able to have a wonderful, prosperous, joyful retirement uh, life. If you understand anything about interest rates, finance, and inflation, at this moment in time, you understand every dollar that you have in your savings account right now is losing you money. Your wealth is literally, remember when uh, I don't, I forget which show I talked about it, but um, I said, the goal that we want to develop is that you wake up every morning wealthier than you were when you went to sleep the night before. We want to put your money to work. We want to put your assets to work. We want to turn things into revenue producing vehicles. Right. So they so like literally I wake up every morning a little bit wealthier than I was when I went to sleep. And that is just it's a it's a vicious cycle of good. Right. And that's what you want to create in your life. Well, let me tell you a secret. If you have your investment, your retirement in savings, you are waking up every morning poorer than you went to sleep the night before. Because when we factor in actual inflation, the actual buying power of that money, you lost ground when you went to sleep last night. Because the amount of money that they pay, the amount of interest that they pay on savings right now is negative in relation to inflation. Now, don't hit me up on Twitter and quote me some government statistic. Don't send me any graph that your financial planner uh, gave you. It's bull because you cannot trust the information put out by governments. Governments lie to you. And I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist kook. I am not, you know, marching down to the town, city hall to, uh, with a pitchfork to, uh, go after my council person. I'm just, I know the reality of the thing. If you watch the consumer price index, you will notice that it changes every year. What is the computer price index? They say, well, we're going to run an index and we're going to give you a figure every week what it costs for a gallon of milk, a dozen eggs, a loaf of bread, uh, car maintenance, interest on your mortgage, a dozen oranges, you know, whatever the case. And we'll tell you what it costs every week and then you can see the price index and you can see inflation. Sounds good, looks good, looks good on paper. But what will happen is if there is a uh, big disease that kills a bunch of cows, And so the price of milk goes up and the price of beef goes up dramatically. You know what they will do? They'll say, oh, well, this is an abnormality. The price of milk is going up. So we're going to take milk out of the consumer product index and we're going to replace it with orange juice. And beef is going up. So we're going to take beef out and we're going to replace it with tuna or turkey or tofu or whatever. And they will keep changing whatever is in that index every time they need to, to make it look like the inflation is not as bad as it really is. And some of you watching this, you're, you're in Venezuela or places where you see, you know, the government, it's so bad the government can no longer hide it. In Russia, the situation is so bad, the government can no longer hide it. In North Korea, they can't hide it, right? They can do all the propaganda in the world, but it's it's so obvious that nobody can even, you know, uh, be fooled by it. Whereas in Australia and United States and the United Kingdom and Germany and, and all these first world Democracies and republics and uh, what they lie and they lie just enough to be believable, and most people believe it. You cannot have money in savings at this point. It's, that may change at some point. Right now, the cost of money is zero, interest rates are essentially zero because of the pandemic because of the, the worldwide economic meltdown. The US is you know, on 10 minutes away from passing a $1.9 trillion stimulus package. We're just gonna throw another $2 trillion into the economy. That's why Bitcoin is at $50,000 uh, yesterday. I don't know what it is today, but I think yesterday or the day before broke 50K. Why? Because people who understand money realize Wow, the government is printing, the U.S. government is printing another $2 trillion and going to drop it from helicopters? What is that going to do to inflation? What is that going to do to the value of the U.S. dollar, right? So um, you've got to understand that the cost of money is essentially zero. So the interest that you get paid by money versus What you could do if you invest that money is night and day. If you put it in a savings account, you're losing. You can invest it so you're gaining. And I'll give you a little more on that when we get to the assignments. If you're wondering, okay, well, how do I do that? Um, Fourth belief, that very common belief, is that rich people think about money all of the time. Uh, another way this manifests is people believe, uh, they'll say, oh, rich people, all they think about is money. Rich people, all they care about is money. See, this is not an abstract theory for me. Why? Because I have been very, very rich and I have been very, very poor. And I can tell you, when I was very, very poor, I thought about money all of the time. Again, what are you thinking about if you're in line at the uh, utility payment station wasting two hours of your life because you're desperate to make sure they don't cut off your power that night? What, you know, what are you thinking about when you know you're six days overdue on your rent and you got to tiptoe past your landlord's door? Because if they know you're coming in, they're going to come out and ask for the rent money. What are you thinking about? If you don't have enough money for the groceries you need for your children, what are you thinking about? If you don't have money for your kid's college education, what are you thinking about? Poor people think about money almost all the time. And once I became wealthy, I almost never think about money. I think of the days when I was poor, I would meet someone for lunch. And, and, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, what a, you know, I hope they're okay to split the check. You know, I hope because, my God, they ordered an appetizer. And, you know, that's like. Five dollars for that guacamole chips thing they ordered, and I don't, you know, I, I only have eleven dollars total that I could spend on this lunch, and they're ordering uh, dessert and appetizer and uh, you know whatever, and what you know, I'm 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 ordering the cheapest thing on the thing and water because I don't have money. What if they want to split the check instead of go separate? You know, I what how am I supposed to enjoy lunch if all that crap is running through my mind? How are you supposed to enjoy lunch if all that crap is running through your mind, right? This is a reality. So one of the things you hear me say over and over again is the goal of these, uh, these lessons every Saturday is I want to help you get the money thing out of the way. So when you go into Red Lobster, you should be looking at the left side of the menu, not the right side of the menu. You should be choosing do I want the popcorn shrimp or do I want the shrimp scampi? You should not be saying, Well, the popcorn shrimp is nine dollars and the scampi is eleven dollars, so I better order the nine dollar one. That's no way to live. That's and I get. I understand there may be times in your life where it's prudent to do that. I get that. I did that for 30 years. I'm not one of these arrogant people who were born into privilege, who has a Pollyanna view of the world. Remember, I, I was broke, poor, destitute for the first 30 years of my life. I know what it is to roll up two rolls worth of pennies and go buy a dollar of gas. I've done that in my life. So I'm trying to give you the real world talk here, not the Pollyanna stuff. Um, So the goal is, hey, let's get the money thing out of the way as soon as possible, because if we can get the money thing out of the way, then you're gonna be able to live from prosperity consciousness, not poverty consciousness. Another big one you hear a lot is money changes people. <sighs> Let's dig deep into the psychology of this one again. As you see, I'm an amateur psychologist <laughs> because there's just so much, uh, there's so many dynamics about human behavior that are just cray cray. And they, they stem from these uh, psychological issues and, and, Because I'm a student of prosperity, I have, it's forced me to become a student of people. And being a former drug addict, being a former alcoholic, I know all of the mind games we play. I know all the mental craziness we play. And here's what I, here's where I think this comes into play. Like one of the things that I did that turned my life around was I moved out of the house when I was 15. And when I was 16, I moved down to Miami and I got away from everybody in my family. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my family. I love everybody in my family. But even at that age, I recognized if I keep hanging around here, I'm going to keep thinking like everybody here in my little small town where everybody cuts coupons everybody looks for difference okay when when we when my family has a get together you know what they talk about coupons they say did you see kohl's has a $2 off offer on ba 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 and on tuesdays is buy one get one free and Uh, I was able to get a pot roast for X amount of money. And what I just told you, that could be a 60 minute conversation at one of my family get togethers, okay? My family, our motto is, we put the fun back in dysfunctional, okay? so, And I just recognize if I keep hanging around here, I'm going to think this way for the rest of my life and my f- family. And again, I love my family, but I have a different philosophy about living. And I, I realize, wow, I kind of have to meter the amount of time that I spend with certain people in my family circle. I have to meter the amount of time that I have w- that I spend with certain friends. And then when you know, when I had to get off drugs, I realized I've got to get away from these addicts. Because as long as I hang around with addicts, I'm going to be an addict. I recognize, wow, I've got to get away from these victims. I'm a professional victim. I've surrounded myself with other professional victims. And all we do is regale each other all day, every day with stories of our victimhood. And as long as I'm receiving that emotional payoff of being a victim with my victim friends, I will die a victim. And I changed where I lived. I changed where I worked. And I changed the people that I hung out with you know what happened? I got rich. Now, you know what those people, if you go back to my victim friends and you ask them, Hey, I, I hear you used to hang out. You used to pal around with Randy Gage. Tell me about Randy. Cause you know, he's got books and he's on TV and he's kind of famous in his own mind. And, uh, I want to know about the real Randy. You know what they'd say? they would say, He's changed. He's not the same he used to be when I was hanging out with him. He used to be a really nice guy, but the money changed him. No, the money didn't change me. I changed me. And when I changed me, I was able to attract and keep money you guys really get that? All right. You guys watching on the replay on the YouTube, put a yo in the comments if you really get it. All right. And you guys, same thing, thumbs up or a yo in the comments. all right? Money does not change people. Money reveals who those people are. Remember what I said last week. There are random events, but there are no random lives. Next belief, very common one, money solves all your problems. Uh, I don't have to go into detail on this because we covered it uh, in, a, in a, one of the lessons uh, a week or two ago. Uh, money doesn't solve all your problems. Money solves your money problems. So it is true. Money does solve your money problem, but it doesn't solve your other problems. It doesn't matter how much money... You earn if you're using your work as an excuse to get away from your marriage. It doesn't matter how much money you make in there, it's not going to make your marriage any better. If you have a dysfunctional relationship with your daughter or your son or both, and you make uh, you earn you get 80 million dollars on the scratch off lottery tomorrow your relationship with your children is not going to be any better. Uh, in fact, it might go get decidedly worse very, very quickly. All right. Next belief. Money is evil. Uh, and we could be semantic. Now, this is one of those uh, maxims that come from the Bible. And uh, so the biblical interpretation is the love of money is evil. Um, So be aware of that context. But remember, money is just a method of exchange. It's just a convenient way. Instead of saying, um, you know, hey, I need a chiropractic treatment and I've got six oranges and two heads of lettuce And for cucumbers, I could trade for it. Maybe my chiropractor is allergic to cucumbers and she doesn't like them. And she would rather have broccoli It's just much easier if I pay her with money and then she can buy her own broccoli or whatever grocery she needs. And if she wants to take the money and buy a Britney Spears album instead of groceries or a ticket to Guns N' Roses concert um, or some crack from her dealer, she has that option to do that. Right. Money is simply a method of exchange. Um, The And remember the principles of prosperity, we've talked in earlier lessons that um, we attract money by solving problems and adding value. The more problems we solve, the more value we add, the more money we're gonna be able to attract. And money doesn't make you happy. Um, Money doesn't buy happiness. That's true, we know that. But we also know poverty doesn't buy happiness either. So a better way to reframe this in your mind is that money and material things offer you freedom of expression. And that freedom of expression can actually make you happier. So there is a sense that money actually can produce some happiness. Uh, Okay, so I need to make sure that's not something. Let me turn this off. Okay, um, here's the last one of the beliefs that I think are that, that are making you broke, right? And I mean, some of these are really dangerous beliefs and this is one. Um, it's gonna sound very simple or simplistic, but it's not. Here's the belief that 5.5 billion people on earth hold to be true. You get rich by working for money. You become wealthy by working for money. Or prosperity is created by working for money. And that is a complete myth. And it's one of the most dangerous myths about money. Because when you work for money, you are subjecting yourself to you're making your money finite. Remember I said money is infinite, right? But when you work for money, you make money finite because there is a finite amount of time that you can trade for money. So if you got a job that doesn't like to pay overtime, they're gonna let you work 40 hours a week so you only have 40 hours you can trade for money and they are going to determine how much they're willing to pay you an hour so you have made your money supply finite then you say okay i want to break out of trading hours for dollars so i'm going to deliver uber eats at night so now i work 40 hours uh, during the day at the bank I'm going to work three hours or four hours a night driving Lyft or delivering Uber Eats or, you know, sidecar or one of those things. Okay, now you've increased the amount of hours that you can trade for money, but money is still finite because there's only 24 hours in a day and there's a certain amount of those 24 hours you're going to have to devote to sleep. There's a certain amount you're going to have to devote to picking up the dry cleaning and mowing the lawn and taking the car to the shop and day-to-day existence. So if, if the single most important belief you can reposition yourself with today is I don't want to work for money, I want money to work for me. This is such a cataclysmic difference in philosophy. And this is the difference between Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Oprah Winfrey and the wealthiest people and the most destitute people. Poor people work for money. Wealthy people have their money work for them. And, um, You know, it, it, it's kind of fun and give you an idea, by the way, I talk about, uh, hey, you can't have money for savings in savings. It's just stupid right now. If you have a savings account with a substantial amount of money in it, it's a foolish activity right now. Now, you don't want to go stupid the other way. For instance, I just looked at my I was trying to get ready for my taxes. So I was looking through some of my financial stuff the other day. So I, have, uh, I had the statement from my Wealthfront account. Now Wealthfront is an automated investment uh, platform. They use algorithms to, in other words, it's machine learning. There's a computer investing the money in my wealth account and they do better than most people do if they manage their own investments. I also have a Robinhood account where I choose my own investments and I pick, you know, biotech companies. I look for, you know, I'm, I'm looking around the corner and say, what is, what is going to make this, what is, you know, I'm looking for companies that are going to go 10 not even 10 X at least 25 X, a hundred X, or a thousand x, meaning a thousand times growth, or a hundred times growth. So I was looking at my uh, statements the other day. My Robinhood account is um, f- is giving me four times, four hundred percent better return than my Wealthfront account so what a lot of people would do is say okay i'm going to take all my money out of my wealth front account and i'm going to put it in my Robinhood account where i'm picking these stocks because i got the magic touch i'm so good at finding these companies but that's why people went bankrupt with bernie madoff or that's why people went bankrupt with gamestop that's why people go bankrupt with bitcoin the first time around they take their safe money, the money that, hey, uh, no matter what, I can't lose this. And they put it into their highest return on their investment. I'm going to talk about this a a little more nuanced when we get to the assignment. So just don't get lost in in the tactics, but just stay with me for the principle right now. So even though my Robinhood account is making 400% more growth than my Wealthfront account, I'm not taking any money out of my wealth front account because that is my security money. Meaning it's because that, that, those algorithms are make sure I never lose that money. Because it, again, they can do it smarter than I can. They can, and they switch up the investment, uh, you know, in milliseconds, watching the market where it goes. It's, it's, it's artificial intelligence essentially being developed here. Um, So I've got my money working for me, but I'm also not foolish, meaning I've got a percentage of my investments that are not in high risk, high reward category. And you want to diversify. So what we want to do is we want all of our money to work for us. But we understand that some of it is going to be, we want zero to no risk, even though it's lower reward. And then we're going to take a percentage of our money and we're going to put it into higher risk, higher reward, probably some in medium risk, medium reward. And as you get older, as your finances increase, you will adjust the percentage of that. Um, based on your goals and where you are in life. And I'm going to give you a resource for that in the assignment. So just don't worry about that. I'll I'll tell you where you can learn more about that. But the big picture is, hey, prosperity is not created by working for money. Wealth, you know, wealth is created by your money working for you. All right. I want to, here's your chance to contribute, support the work. If, um, Paula or someone, can you put, um, the go page in the comments? If you go to randygage.com forward slash go, that's where you can, uh, support the work and make a contribution. You can set it up on PayPal to do it every week or every month. Uh, or you can, um, uh, you know, one time. Again, this is a total love offering. You pay what it's worth. If you're tithing, you tithe. If you just want to support the work, that's the page. You can do it. Credit card, Venmo, Go. There's all kind of options there. So if you want, whatever you want to do, we're going to read the offering statement um, and support it. Now you see my crack commando team has made these Gorgeous slides. You, we, this is this is turning into a high class event. <laughs> all right. So but I, 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 you know, money is energy. So I like to bless these payments and offerings and ties every week. So if you want to read it with me, we're going to send all this energy around the world through the Internet. Prosperity begins with me. Holding this seed offering in my hand or my heart, I send it forth as a vessel of hope, healing, and highest good, knowing it blesses myself, the recipient, and the universe around us. And so it is. Okay, let me give you your assignments for this week. Uh, There's only two of them, okay? Um, Assignment number one is... um, I don't know how many, because I think it was six or seven. I think it was probably seven. But remember, I was doing these from my mind because my printer died on me. So whatever it was, the six or seven beliefs, um, I want you to do a true false test for those beliefs. Now, when I say a true false test, I mean, before this lesson, did you believe they were true or false, because this will tell you how big of a breakthrough this session might mean for you today. So, in other words, you go back and you say, okay, did I used to, before this class today, did I believe that you became rich by working for money? True, I did. Okay, check that. Um, Did I, do I believe, did I believe that money is evil? Did I, you know, did my parents teach me watch your pennies and the dollars will take care of itself? Did I believe that? So go through those and, and rate yourself on the true false, because there's a lot of clues there that tell you um, if your beliefs are keeping you broke. How many of those bad beliefs about money did you believe when this lesson started? And then uh, homework number two, I want you to really work on it the whole week, is I want you to start or update your wealth building plan. So you look, and now let's be honest, most of the world does not have a savings account. So do you have one? So if you say, you know, the truth is, I'm like 90% of the people on earth. I don't even have a savings account. I'm broke. I've been spending every dollar as soon as it came in, it goes out. Um, if you don't have a savings account, then you actually uh, inadvertently made a smart move because a savings account is a bad thing, right? Right now with the cost of money. But if you do have a savings account, now you've got to recognize hey, Gage just told me I'm actually moving backwards every day on this by having, you know, maybe you got $5,000 in your savings account at at your bank and they're paying you three quarters of 1% interest or half a percent interest or something. There are accounts like that out there where you realize, wow, if I put that in a wealth front and I'm not I'm not an accountant. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not giving financial advice. I'm giving you my philosophy of finances. So please um, use your professional advisors for that stuff. But what I want you to do is recognize, okay, I need to process the information that I'm reading from these advisors and accountants and people like that. And I need to question the premise. Do they make money by giving me certain advice? Do they make more money than if they gave me different advice? Where Gage doesn't make any money for what he tells me. He he has no reason to lie to me. He can just tell me, here's what I, you know, what I'm sharing with you, this is what I do myself. So the resource that I told you about is a blog post that I wrote at the start of the year. So you just go to my website And search the blog for Beat Your Burn Rate. And that is the start of a three-part series. And I'll show you how you can get a Wealthfront account in there. I'll show you how you can get a Robinhood account. Uh, I will talk about some some books that are good resources for it. Um, So I want you, but then, so you go and you read that. And you say, okay, so I do have $5,000 in savings that actually is only worth uh, $4,600 since I put it in the bank because the inflation has actually made the value of this go down. So what's a way that I can take that savings money and put it to work? So when I wake up tomorrow, I will be wealthier than when I go to sleep tonight. All right. Uh, So that's your homework. Go to that blog post, read those three things. Just so you know, the topic next week is live like a narco trafficker. (laughs) Uh, But I should mention that it comes with an asterisk. okay? and the asterisk is so it's live like a narco trafficker. But the asterisk is but legally and lovingly. But I mean, I want to sh- we, we're going to talk next week about how you create that level of financial choices and freedom, but do it in a legal, legit way. All right, let's uh, end with our affirmation, and then I will let you go on. And remember uh, uh, that in the screen is the Spanish, um, in the chat is the Spanish thing. Here's our affirmation. We want to close things out. We celebrate the following truth we have prosperity because we choose to accept it. We circulate prosperity joyfully, lovingly, and gratefully. We become prosperity by generous daily living. Prosperity surrounds us everywhere in the universe, yet we know it begins with us. Peace, love, and unicorns. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you guys next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So, if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.